Thank you all for joining me t this evening. Uh, I'm here in uh, wherever the fuck I am uh, uh, in the South and currently involved in a protest outside of the movie theater that's showing uh, uh, Black Panther, currently standing at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, and at this moment is making over half a billion dollars worldwide, despite being in the theaters for only one week. Now, I have with me this man. Uh, sir, what is your name? Mason Dixon. Mason Dixon, sir, from Whispering Pines, North Carolina. Right. Um, M Mater. Mater. Okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, why are you here this evening? Sir, I am here with uh, with a few of my fellas to, uh, to protest against the release of this uh, cinema production known as Black Panther. Um, okay. Uh, why? Why are you doing that? Well, it it seems obvious to me and other such fine gentlemen of the South that such a production is offensive to our eyes. Uh, why, why is that? You're not giving me any details. Sir, I believe it is obvious once you have seen a single, a single reel of this uh, horrifying production. Uh, I have. Twice, actually. And, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. You're really not giving me anything to work with here, dude. Well, if I may be so, if I may be so bold, it is because uh -huh. such a production uh, portrays these uh, midnight fellas as superheroes. And uh, us fine gentlemen of the South do not uh, approve oh, okay. of such a production. Okay, okay, I see where you're getting at with this. Uh, yeah, 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 you're, you're outraged, you're outraged. What, are you outraged that... Wow, you're really, you're really doing this, aren't you? You're really, really doing this. You and all of your uh, uh, fellow... I, I really can't call them protesters because one of them is chugging a case full of uh, moonshine right now, but... You're, you're really doing this, aren't you? Of course. We must defend our proud Southern tradition. If it was oh, back in sure. Grandpappy's time, we would have a much, much more different uh, accoutrements than as you have seen today. I would not be uh, wearing my seersucker suit, and I would not be carrying this here tiki torch. I would be dressed up in a different kind of getup. Sir. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we don't need to go into detail on that. We don't need to go into detail. I'm of sure course, everyone, of course. I, I, I'm sure everyone at home knows exactly what you're talking about. Um, and do you feel your protest is a, uh, is a success? I believe that we have succeeded in drawing away the only black family in town from watching this production. So I would call that, I would chalk that up as a victory, sir. Um... You do know that they just went to the theater across the street, right? I did not think that. <laughs> and, sir, how do you feel that uh, at the moment uh, Black Panther currently is earning over half a billion dollars at the box office, despite it only being in theaters for one week? For all your listeners at home, you may not see me, but... I am at this moment clutching my pearls. 
You are clutching your pearls along with holding uh, your mint julep, is that correct? Sir, I've also spilled upon my seersucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir, mater, whatever the hell your name is. I wasn't laughing at you. I was. Uh, I just happened to remember a very humorous uh, situation, and that's what I'm laughing at. Sure, sure. I sure hope that you do not besmirch such fine southern gentlemen as myself and my oh, friends you're still, you're... here. Oh, yeah, you and your friends who all look like uh, you're cosplaying as your grandfathers. And why are you wearing, uh, like, why are, you wear why are you shaving your head and why are you wearing plain white shirts? It is a representation uh, of purity, sir. Such as oh, uh, the fine purity. southern blood that, that flows through my veins and my friends' veins. Um, sir, sir, we actually have footage of you... Uh, Sneaking into the theater and watching, and watching the film <laughs> in question, um, and we seem to recall we sent the camera crew over earlier. We seem to recall you running to the restroom after it was finished. You had a full head of hair, and one of our cameramen just happened to notice uh, a razor, an electric razor in your hand. Care to explain that? This interview is over. Uh, no, 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 no. This interview Goodbye. is just... Goodbye. Uh, uh, oh. All right. Well, uh, reporting on the scene from wherever the fuck I am in the, the South, this is Alex Kamins for questions like this. Black Panther is fucking awesome. Go see it as many times as you can. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh... Black Panther's been out for a week. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe it's only been out for a week, I guess. Um, I know, right? Yeah, certainly feels a lot longer than it has. But, yeah, it's making a lot of waves. Uh, making Absolutely. a lot of stupid people do stupid things. And, um, incredibly, um, it... <clears throat> It's produced a lot of hot takes online, and I'm uh, and I'm very excited to uh, <laughs> I'm very excited to go over some of the hottest takes uh, that this movie has managed to produce. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, I was in just enthralled with this film from the from the beginning. I love the uh, I love the cast. I love the uh, the cinematography. I love like the moment where we see Wakanda, like you know, fully. Uh, visually realized i love the uh the script you know the of the script but the uh the tense moments were very were very well done and they were broken up with moments of of levity which was perfect and it's just a great film yeah <clears throat> well i kind of disagree on the script because i feel like the story is not special um See, like, Marvel kind of has a formula where um, the hero starts out, like, set in, in, like, their old ways and then meets a villain who's basically a doppelganger in ability and kind of has to come into conflict so that the hero can go through some growth and uh, then the villain dies. And that's how they become, uh, like, how the hero becomes a better person. So, like... Personally, I feel like the story's already been done in the Marvel universe, but visually and like 
the the characters themselves they're great absolutely but see the thing is with that the marvel formula as you were saying um it feels repetitive because the main character hasn't really had a good villain to work with that's not the case here because i feel like this is one of the one of the better if not the best villain that marvel has ever done yeah um yeah, and, and you know, speaking of hot takes, there's a there's a war going on on uh, on Black Twitter between mm-hmm. uh, between uh, Team Wakanda and uh, Team Killmonger was right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you've watched the movie, then you can definitely understand where people are coming from when when they're you know hashtagging Team Killmonger because really that's right. I think he he. You know, for a superhero movie and like even for for just like a action movie, like he he's very well formed. He's like he's kind of he's very well thought out, and we we get a sense of his motivations, even though um he's still the bad guy. He garners a lot of sympathy. He really does. In fact, by the way, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it yet. Uh, I feel like the first time we're even introduced to him. When he's in the museum and he sees the uh, the axe from Wakanda, and he asks the uh, the museum curator like you know like how much is it? And she's like you know, and of course it's played by a very stuffy British person. It's like 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 this isn't for sale. But then he says like the classic line. Uh, he's like he's like, did your ancestors ask for a fair price? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, it's like you're making me rethink my entire. Uh, Make you make me think my my entire career choice right there. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, because it's it's kind of unnerving when you go into a place like the British Museum and you see all these uh, artifacts from uh, ancient Greece and ancient Egypt, and the museum makes it a point in saying on the uh, the text uh, text wall or the little text bubble that says you know formally the property of so and so. It's like yeah, we didn't negotiate with any sort of government to uh, to collect this. We just took it. Yeah, I mean, like, e- even now, you still get, like, this is from the private collection of Sir Lord Fanny Bottom. <laughs> and uh, yeah. what, what they neglect to mention is that uh, Sir Lord Fanny Bottom set fire to entire African village to get those Afri- uh, artifacts. Right. Yeah. And uh yeah, you know, and I mean uh to get a little bit more into the Killmonger character. He is uh I mean, he's African American and I guess the most literal sense his dad is from Africa and he gr- mm-hmm. uh, grew up in America. And you know, he grows up in Oakland in the 90s, which, you know, mm-hmm. not the best place in the world. So Right. You get the sense of where Killmonger's motivations come from when he says, like, Wakanda hasn't done shit for black people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah considering I mean, they, Yeah, considering they have a whole colony full of vibranium and they refuse to, uh, refuse to share it. Yeah. So, yeah, part of the motivation is that um, Killmonger 
he wants to go back to the land of his de- uh, of his father and uh, you know kind of i guess carry on what his father was trying to do which was use some of wakanda's wealth to uh help out the downtrodden communities around the world but especially mm-hmm. uh fellow africans mhm definitely and it's interesting when I didn't realize it until much later, but I kind of realize what this film is about. This is another hot take, my own. I don't think I've seen this online yet, but I feel like in many respects, we're seeing the superhero equivalent of Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X. You know, we must be uh, we must be nonviolent. We must must protect our own versus by any means necessary. Yeah, you know, and I mean, the parallels aren't 100% because, you know, T'Challa also believes in the use of force, but, of course, you know, broadly speaking, it's a kind, it's kind of like the same mentality. And I mean, you could also, I guess, speaking to a broader um, Marvel universe, like you could argue that this is similar to Magneto and Professor X in a way where Magneto also has a pretty sympathetic background and his motivations are pretty understandable when you think about it. So it's kind of like that. No, that makes sense. But I'm I'm referring to the moment where um, uh, T'Challa is fighting uh, M'Baku, the leader of the Jabari tribe, over the... uh, over, you know, who gets to become... uh, become king of Wakanda yeah. and you know, he's got him in this, uh, he's got him in the triangle choke or no, he's got him in the, uh, like the Fujiwara armbar, mm-hmm. precariously perched over that, uh, that cliff. And he keeps asking, he keeps telling him like, you know, Hey, you know, surrender, like, you know, tap out. I don't want to kill you, yeah. but I will, if I have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which is, um, as opposed to Killmonger, which, um, yeah, he doesn't mind killing at all. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I'm going to kick you in the gut. I'm going to stab you a million times. Then I'm going to throw you off the damn cliff. Yeah. Um, Jabari tribe, by the way, named after uh, Milwaukee Bucks power forward Jabari Parker. <laughs> yes, because I'm sure that's where they got the inspiration <laughs> from. <laughs> yeah, a, a, cop, a comic that was created in the mid-60s uh, took uh-huh. their inspiration from a basketball player who wasn't born until 1994. 95 <laughs> 95 well, I was yeah, close yeah 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 I was close <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so um yeah let's let's run through the plot really quick so basically it takes place after uh what's that for yeah civil war right that's uh it's the one with um crazy bucky yeah with yeah. crazy bucky who voluntarily at the end of the film he voluntarily places himself under a cryo freeze and he is at the very end of the post credit scene he he is sent to wakanda and <clears throat> because he knows there's still a lot of evil in him just by you know the mention of those uh those words that Helmut zemo had said and the final scene is uh, Cap and T'Challa basically saying, like, you know, like, you know, please do anything you can, everything you can to help him. And he's like, OK, I'll do it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's right after that. 
Yeah. So um, right after that, uh, basically, uh, Wakanda is dealing with the fallout from the death of King T'Chaka, who, you know, killed by uh, Baron Zemo. I guess they don't call him Baron Zemo in the in the film universe. But anyway, uh, movie starts out uh, T'Challa rescues some women from Boko Haram. Uh, mm-hmm. and he comes back to Wakanda to, uh, basically be officially crowned king of Wakanda. He has to go through, um, the challenges of, uh, yeah, right. the trial, basically trial by combat where he's being mm-hmm. challenged by Mbaku, the leader of another tribe, the Javari tribe. So, That's uh, right. yeah, at the end he wins and convinces, uh, Mbaku to, yield rather than die mm-hmm. so that's basically where t'challa starts out um, that's right yeah and we've mentioned we've mentioned where uh, eric killmonger starts out he starts out in the museum uh and he's working in partnership with the uh, ulysses claw the guy who has a, a machine gun arm which is freaking awesome yeah um yeah he was uh well what was the last one he was in? I think he was in uh, Avengers 2, right? Age of Ult- yeah. yeah, Age of Ultron he was yeah, in. That was that was his appearance. And uh, basically the plot intersects when uh, Claw is selling uh, vibranium to the CIA. Mm-hmm. And they meet in Korea. And yeah, basically the plot kicks off from there. Exactly. Um, uh, T'Challa is tasked by... Uh, members of the tribal council, including one of his uh, friends, Wakabi, to bring back uh, Claw, either dead or alive. And so they go to go to South Korea. They capture him eventually after a very thrilling action scene, and Stan Lee's in that, which is also really cool. Um, they capture him, but T'Challa reluctantly hands him over to the CIA, And it's interesting, like he had the opportunity to just like, to just take him and just go back to Wakanda, but he has a really good relationship with uh, Everett K. Ross of the CIA, and I don't feel doesn't really like he doesn't feel like he wants to fuck that up. But you know, uh, things obviously go awry. Killmonger uh, breaks into the uh, into the facility. He takes Claw. He starts uh, shooting up the place. He gravely wounds uh, Ross uh, and just takes Claw back to uh, wherever he is, wherever they're supposed to be at the time. When he gets back, which I find very interesting, you know, he brings uh, Ross back with him and immediately he... Immediately, he's given, like, you know, like, wait a minute, you didn't do your job. Like, you know, why should we, uh, like, why should we trust you as our king? Especially from Wakabi, played, sorry, played brilliantly by uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Um, so, so there's, like, um, tension between them because uh, Wakabi... Well, first of all, he's 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 in charge of I guess people uh, the border tribe. So, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, he was the one that actually pushed for like say like oh yeah, um, yeah you should probably bring Claude dead back to Wakanda. So like bringing back a CIA agent. It's uh, not exactly helping things. And later on, when uh, Killmonger eventually comes to Wakanda with um, dead claw until uh, mm-hmm. Wakabi became uh, like it becomes his ally basically for a bit. Pretty much because he did the job that uh, T'Challa refused to do, and yeah. it's later revealed that uh, Eric Kill. Um, so yeah, T'Challa goes to his uh, close advisor, uh, Zuri, and asks him, you know, the truth behind him. Like, you know, who is this guy? Like, you know, who is, uh, like, this Eric Killmonger? Mm-hmm. Um, and Zuri reveals that uh, that he is, in fact, that he is, in fact, the nephew of King T'Chaka. Yeah. And King T'Chaka back in back in Oakland murder, murdered his father uh, in Jobu for uh, stealing a vibranium and was planning to to sell it to a number of people. Yeah, you know, um, Jobu's argument was like again, like Wakanda hasn't been doing anything to help uh, black people outside of Wakanda, so. Um, and King T'Chaka, well, he was faced with the, the, the choice to, like, you know, um, either let, the, like, all these Wakandan weapons out into the world or kill his own brother. And the king, out of duty, kills his own brother. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, uh, Killmonger grows up uh, without a father and, like, realizes that, you know, like he comes to the realization that like yeah maybe like an isolationist country like that is what's wrong with the world right and so killmonger finally arrives and he drops the uh the body bag of claw down and immediately you know he's seen upon as as an outsider mm-hmm. immediately he goes to the the tribal council immediately seen as an outsider until finally he reveals like he pulls down his uh his lower lip and we see the the wakandan tattoo yeah and he finally says uh like you know yep yeah, yep yeah, that's me i am uh wait what what's his uh, name i am Njedaka, Nj- son of njobu that's right and Oh, and when he looks at a uh, looks at uh, Queen Ramonda, played by Angela Bassett, mm. he just looks at her and he goes, "Hey, Auntie." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that got one of the biggest laughs from the audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so finally, he uh, he challenges uh, T'Challa to. Uh, to the right for control over Wakanda, for the right to be king. And just when you think T'Challa gets the upper hand, you know, Killmonger easily bats him back down, renders him almost unconscious, and throws him off a cliff, uh, seemingly to his death. Yeah. 
So now with uh, the reign of King Jadaka, basically, um, mm-hmm. Chala's mother, sister, and um, the CIA agent uh, and uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Uh, well, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, they they try to go to the Jabari tribe because they're uh, they they're. They're, they're, they live apart from the rest of Wakanda, basically. Like, they're the mountain tribe. So yeah. they go up and try to rally up some uh, some help, basically. Yeah. And, well, it's revealed that M'Baku um, found T'Challa in a river and helps T'Challa recover. Right. And... Uh, before, like, they sneak away, before uh, uh, Ramonda, Nakia, Ross, and uh, and Shuri uh, sneak away, uh, Nakia covertly grabs uh, a heart-shaped herb, heart-shaped herb because uh, Killmonger told uh, all the, uh, the protectors of the herb to burn it down because he feels there's not going to be another... Uh, not gonna be another leader of Wakanda. Yeah. So when they finally get to uh, when they finally see T'Challa, you know, they get they give him the herb, and he and he wakes up. He wakes up, and he plans on and he he goes back and he challenges like finally for the final time challenges Killmonger and defeats him. Yeah. Defeats him. And there's there's like that great moment where, you know, after he's after he stabbed him, he says to him, like, you know, says him, like, you know, like I can help you. Like, you know, I can help you recover from this. And Killmonger says, uh like, what does he say? Like, you know, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather die a free man than rather die a free man than be incarcerated. Yeah. Basically it was like saying like, I'd rather die. Like all my ancestors had jumped from the ship and into the ocean. They knew it was That's better right. than being in chains. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful scene. And, T'Challa grants him his last request, which is being able to see the sunset of Wakanda. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, uh, eventually that, like, the the, the fight with uh, Jadaka and, uh, you know, him realizing what, like, how other people see Wakanda as a realization that Wakanda needs to do more in the world. And mm-hmm. eventually, like, uh, the Wakandans come back to Oakland, but this time they're going to they're gonna start, uh, well, basically, I guess, like, the Wakanda Foundation to, to help kids in the hood. Yes. And they create the uh, the outreach center in Oakland where Njobu used to live and Nakia and Shuri are tasked to, to run it, which is what Nakia wanted to do 
all along. She's actually one of the people that T'Challa saved at the beginning. Yeah. But the but she kept telling me, and they used to be uh, uh they used to be lovers. Mm-hmm. And he the only reason she went back went back was just to see him crowned as king. She really didn't care for you know her own homeland. She just wanted to help others. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and then uh, in a mid-credit sequence, uh, T'Challa announces before the United Nations that uh, Wakanda's true nature. And then, mm-hmm. of course, because this is a Marvel movie, in the post-credit sequence, we find out uh, what's happened to a good old Bucky Barnes. Um, That's right. Doesn't have the robot arm anymore, but uh, seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah, he's slowly being led away from that little uh, little hut by uh, Shuri who says, like, you know, come on, you have much to learn. Yeah. And, you know, that's where it ends. And, you know, the credits end by saying Black Panther will return in Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully Which... in, in May, <laughs> uh, Mission Report December 2nd, 1991 won't mean anything to Bucky anymore. That's right. Yeah. Um, and now that I think about it, when Infinity War actually does come around, you're you're gonna have like over sixty, you know, Marvel heroes and villains. Yeah. On the screen at the same time, mm-hmm. fighting uh, fighting Thanos. Yeah. It's kind of incredible when you think about it. Um, it is. It, it's definitely very ambitious and it's going to be interesting to see what uh what the russo brothers can do yeah well you know based on uh civil war i'm sure they can do it oh yeah of course yeah they just they just need more scenes like the airport scene oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah man uh comic book movies have gone a long way Um, oh yeah yeah, it's it's really incredible when you think about it. When Iron Man first opened, see, I like I didn't even really like Iron Man. I just thought it was an okay movie. Yeah, exactly. But, but like, I feel like the Marvel movies operate on this like we're gonna make consistently good, like consistently okay to great movies every year <laughs> until yeah. like you know, oh yeah, and, and then there's just like one that comes out every so often that's really awesome, like. You know, Avengers, Black Panther, uh, Civil War, and it's uh-huh. like, yeah, and it basically holds up the rest of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. It really does. And who'd have thought ten years ago that you know a simple little film from Marvel would lead to the highest-grossing franchise of all time? Yeah. Uh. So yeah, let's let's talk about uh, everything surrounding Black Panther. Basically, uh, so 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 why exactly is this movie so well received, and why is it so you know, uh, yeah, like a lot of praise and uh, a lot of opinion pieces have been written about it. I mean, like obviously, one it's 
Yeah, the first Marvel movie with a predominantly black cast. Um, I guess you can argue, uh, like we did, whether or not Black Panther was the first black superhero. Um, mm-hmm. I guess in the comics, he was the first black superhero in the sense that he was the first black character that was published in a comic book to have superpowers. But, yeah. you know, there, there's been black superhero movies, but none of them have obviously been as successful as Black Panther has in only one week. Absolutely. Oh, I know. It's insane. The, the amount, of, uh, amount of buzz that this film has generated, like literally since like October of last year, when the trailer first dropped, everyone was like, I have to go see this. This film is going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this, uh, it's, uh, directed by Ryan Coogler. Uh, that's an, uh, that's a name you might recognize. Definitely. Fruitvale um, Station, Fruitvale Station, Creed. So yeah, he's a, he's a frequent collaborator with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, and, right. and yeah, I was talking, I was talking to Alex, with, uh, some time before, uh, recording this episode, but. I, I realize now that both human torches have moved on to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and have redeemed themselves from their uh, questionable roles. Oh, and thank God, too. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny, Although too, is that like uh, both uh, Chris, uh, Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan, they, they were like the pretty much the only good things about those movies. I know. I know. It's like, you know, it's like they were saying to themselves, we know this movie is going to bomb, but let's make the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, something, well, that's pretty awesome that, oh, wow. Yeah. So both human torches yeah. <laughs> resurrected and given a sigh of relief by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And... One of the things I really liked about Black Panther was its portrayal of uh, of the female characters, how incredibly strong and downright badass all of them were. Yeah, you know, and that's definitely the other part of the appeal is that there's so many wonderfully written black f- women characters, and they're also played by great actresses. Absolutely. You know, uh, Letitia Wright as T'Challa's little sister, yeah. Shuri. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia. Uh, Angela Bassett as uh, Queen Ramonda. Ramonda. And, of course, uh, Denai Guerrera as, well, basically uh, the, the, the head of, like, the all-female special forces. The Dora Milaje. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Yeah. But, well, like uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure like all the all the African words were made up by Jack Kirby and Stanley. So yeah. May maybe no, I think that's real. Is it? That might be real. I think. Hang on. No, uh, it was created by Christopher Priest, um, who I think is a black man. Yeah. Christopher Priest and Mark Teixeira. Yeah. No, not that Mark Teixeira who used to play for the yeah, not Yankees not that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the all-female special forces of Wakanda, the Dora Milaje. That's right. 
And let me just say, I think as much as I love the the dynamic between uh, uh, T'Challa and Killmonger, I I think my favorite character had to be Shuri. I love the Letitia Wright's uh, portrayal of her. I love the fact yeah. that yes, she could be a rebellious, rebellious sixteen uh, year old, but also is a straight up genius. Yeah, you know, you know, is like frankly kind of useless though. What? Everett Ross. <laughs> you know what? You're right, and you know that is now we're seeing it. It's the reverse. It's the reverse of pretty much every other film. Yeah, I mean, like oh you know, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm like, uh, you know, he's in another movie, uh, like a CIA and uh, agent would probably be the more one of the more competent characters. But yeah, I mean, he really doesn't do anything. <laughs> I know, and you know what? That's actually smart that. Uh, Ryan Coogler and the and the screenwriter went this route because it's basically saying, okay, so in every film, basically, there's always the token black character who has to serve as like, you know, the best friend of, uh, you know, the main white hero. And he's always, you know, he always has his random catchphrases. He always does this, does that. And he winds up being kind of useless to the plot. The Black yeah. Panther now it's the reverse. It's basically saying, "Okay, let's let me sh- let's show you how it feels." Yeah, um, and it kind of reminds me of Lady Ghostbusters, where Chris Hemsworth is only the eye candy. And you know what? Like people should probably give Chris Hemsworth can, yeah. more comedic roles because he was pretty funny. <laughs> no, he is going to get more comedic roles apparently i saw a trailer for something saw a trailer for this ridiculous thing it's like the son of crocodile dundee or something oh well i thought that was just like a super bowl uh australian tourism ad i well i feel like it's gaining a lot of uh, traction yeah right i think there's a gofundme campaign oh, to uh, make it into an actual film <laughs> oh man <laughs> you imagine you imagine like all the best known actors coming from Australia being in this film and like there's Danny yeah. McBride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, uh, like when I saw a teaser, I'm like, what the hell is this? But then I saw the full trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I yeah, get yeah. it. Uh, Hugh Jackman is prime minister of Australia. That was pretty funny. That's right. Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe, Margot Robbie, yeah. uh, the Hemsworth brothers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, if that actually does come out, I would probably see it. <laughs> yes. I, I would see uh, yeah. it too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the other, um, the one, the other thing I enjoyed about the cast is that, uh, you know, they made Ulysses Claw South African, and I guess it was implied that um, he's a he's an he's a he's like one of those racist Afrikaners. But um, mm-hmm. that's that's really just a bonus for smart people like us who 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 basically know the history of racism all over the world. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was enjoyable. 
it was enjoyable. And now people get to see what Andy Circus really looks like. Yeah, yeah. I think this yeah, this is probably the first time he hasn't put on like a a, a monkey suit for a role. <laughs> or a golem suit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what 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 would happen if Ulysses Claw spoke like Gollum instead? I can't do it. The precious vibranium. Gollum, Gollum. <laughs> uh, let's just say we'd be in a much, much different movie yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah. if someday, if for some reason, for some weird reason, the Avengers somehow combine with uh, with Lord of the Rings to create this one incredibly weird but still oddly satisfying film i'd be down to see it yeah yeah um yeah so speaking on like i guess the cultural significance level of the movie you know i mean like wakanda is a fictional character but i don't think you will ever see another movie that is just like celebratory about black people as as this it's like right you know well Nobody, no, none of the black characters in the movie has straight hair. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. No, but that's a, obviously that's a deliberate choice. Yeah, for sure. And I I think uh, Lupita Nyong'o went on to, I think it was Daily Show or maybe it was another uh, one of those late nights. And, and yeah, like she basically said, it's like, yeah, nobody has straight hair because straight hair was imposed on black people by Europeans because, you know, that's right. Kinky hair was seen as like, you know, base or uh, a lower form of hairstyle. I don't know. Maybe this film inspires more. Uh, inspires like young up and coming directors to make films like in the same vein of a uh, of Black Panther. Although by saying that, I just there's a part of me that says like if they do that it might either positively positively or negatively be compared to Black Panther. Yeah, but, I mean, with a film as culturally impactful as this, uh, I guess any movie that follows will run the risk of those comparisons anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, um... You know, the writing uh, kind of looks like, uh, well, to me, it kind of looks like Berber writing, but it might it might be, like, inspired by, like, the Pepper Coast um, civilizations, you know, like Benin mm-hmm. or Togoland or uh, places mm-hmm. in Africa like that. And, yeah, um, Wakanda, like, it, it it looks like a microcosm of Africa. So like all the tribes have different styles from like different um, sections of Africa. You know, you got the people who with the ritual scarring, you got the people mm-hmm. with uh, face painting and you got people with all kinds of piercings. And uh, although like when uh, I was looking at the guy with the lip plate, I thought I, I, thought, I was going to say thought the lip plate was a South American thing. No, no, it's um. But I guess like Maasai think, people do that too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I feel like it was a interesting choice by the filmmaker to make uh, Wakanda this. Uh, no, it's a great choice by the filmmaker to make Wakanda this almost uh, utopian civilization while almost masquerading as a third world country. It is because you know. according because according to the rest of the according to the rest of the world, you know, Wakanda is just a just some random village of, of huts and farms. Yeah. Well, you know, um, and I think we can get into it, is that Black Panther basically came around about the time of, like, uh, what they would eventually call, like, Afrofuturism. So, oh, yeah. And, like, I, like to be clear, like, Black Panther was uh, it was made by Stanley and Jack Kirby, like, pretty much every Marvel character was. But, uh, obviously, they took inspiration from what's going on culturally at the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, th- like, characters like Black Panther, um, they're, they're, they're kind of, like, aspirational, you know? Like, it's showing, like, a possible future for Africans, basically. Absolutely. Like, you know, and inspired, inspired a lot by, you know, the paintings of someone like Jean-Michel Basquiat or yeah. having grown up listening to the music of, uh, of Outkast. Yeah. Or, you know, or like, uh, yeah, par- uh, yeah, Funkade- uh, Parliament Funkadelic or um, Jedi Mind Tricks. Basically, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, or, or uh, Sun Ra, you know, like the the jazz guy who... Yeah. Who believed he was born in Saturn or something. That's right. And, uh, yeah. I mean, he's also a really fascinating character. I don't know if someone's made a movie out of him, but they probably should. Uh, yeah. So it's showing the kind of like fusion between traditional African cultures and like a, like the futuristic high technology aspect, which is. You know, it's it's shown beautifully in the film where, like, more or less they dress in traditional African clothing, but they um, have technology that the rest of the world, like, can't even dream of. Right. And, like, the character of Shuri, for example, can be seen, like, you know, she doesn't normally dress in traditional clothing. Like, when we first see her, she's got, like, a, a midriff on and some jeans and... She's like she's like your your typical rebellious teenager. She uh, you know she flips the bird at her brother and you know she interrupts the uh, the important tribal ceremony to say like you know can we get on with it already? No, this corset is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my interpretation is that Shuri is basically black girl magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, and I and I think um, who was it? Yeah, um, somebody called called her like pro, uh, even smarter than uh, Tony Stark, which is probably entirely possible she, if she's she like said that. the head Letitia of Wright like said that. yeah, like the head of the fucking Wakanda R and D, and she's like sixteen years old. Exactly. Yeah, I would love. I hope there's a scene. I'm hoping there's a scene in Infinity War where, like, she and Tony Stark just have like a, like a battle of the wits, yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like, well, you know, I built my armor in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> and it's like, you are like a baby. I built this entire country from scraps. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when I was still in diaper. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah, dude. Hell, yes. And, you know, there were... I'll be honest, there was one moment in the film that made me go like, you know, oh, really? They included that? It's a scene with uh, with T'Challa and Shuri, and she's showing him. She's basically like the cue. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know which and, one like, you're talking about. And she's like, she looks down, it's like, looks down at his sandals, and she literally just goes, but, but wait, what are those? Yeah, I was like, um, the, the f- What? It's like, really? You're doing that it's, in 2018? Is this for the culture? Okay, where's the damn Daniel guy? Or where's yeah. uh, the Paul brothers uh, exploiting 10-year-olds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a weird one. I'm just like, it's like, oh, wow, that actually made me cover my ears. That was so cringe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like for me, the other one that was kind of like, what the fuck was when uh, the Jabari tribe all barked at Everett Ross. And like, I, I, I kind of get why that scene is there, but still at the same time, I was like, I thought that was cool. Okay. Sure. I thought that fine. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that was cool. It's yeah. basically saying like, you know, yeah, you're in our home homeland now. You have no right to speak. Yeah. Well, there's there's some hot takes on on the internet where it's saying like we should start barking at uh, white men who talk out of line, just like Mbaku. And I'm like, this, right. this, really, this, this is the lesson you take away from Black Panther. Well, one of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, one there of. there's a, there's a lot uh, there there there's a lot of other lessons they could take away from. Of course, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. The what are the, the that that what are those line was? Yeah, that was really, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting uh, decision by the screenwriter there to include that. Yeah. Or or maybe Letitia Wright decided to ad lib it. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe it was just some focus group thing. It's like, hmm, the kids like memes. Uh, it's like, yes, kid, kids like memes. Kids like memes from four or five years ago. Yeah. Probably not even that long, to be honest. It just seems that long ago because time is moving at such an accelerated pace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, time is a spook, man. In what way? It's like, would you believe, like, based on everything that's happening in the news, like, this is still only February. Like, not I even know. halfway through the year and so much shit has already happened. Mm-hmm. Like, speaking on, like, the news news, but also on, like, things coming out in the theater and, like, other releases. So, yeah, it's... Whew. Yeah. 
It's exhausting, man. It really is. The world, the world seriously moves at a million miles an hour, and what and what was once popular, you know, yesterday, could be easily just as unpopular either today, hell, even like an hour from now. Yeah, but you know what? Wakanda forever. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. indeed. Dude, um, yeah, I I hope this movie inspires people to look up, like, you know, the real history of, like, African cultures and, like, the real beauty and, like, the, like, just the incredible tapestry of traditions and uh, uh, ways of dress and, like, culture that Africans have. Because I think, well, Americans in particular, they have no idea, like, about anything about African culture. Right. Yeah. And like, they don't well, even know anything about African American culture, like, let alone like Africans from Africa. Right. But it's kind of an interesting dynamic that the movie, uh, that the movie takes kind of pitting like, you know, Africanism or pan Africanism versus, uh, those who became part of the African diaspora moved to other places. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you wonder, can, can this be a film? Like, can this be a film that had the same impact that roots had that in just inspires so many people to learn more about their, uh, their heritage and their ancestry? Well, I think we've already seen some of that just based on like how lit Twitter and Facebook are. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I'm seeing every day. It's like you know, like go see Black Panther, like Black Panther, like it's fucking awesome and all that. Yeah. I'm seeing that every day, and I'm I'm probably not gonna stop seeing that the entire year. Yeah, and which um, is perfectly fine. And yeah, you know, just uh, just like uh, we interviewed uh, the 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 guy from North Carolina at the opening of the show. It's made a lot of white people angry, which is always a good thing. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It really, this movie literally is just proving how incredibly stupid most white people are. Yeah. Um, they, you know, there's, there's the hot takes on Twitter, like, you know, well, Wakanda is not a real country, so I don't know why you're celebrating. It's like, motherfucker, Hogwarts isn't a real country. And you're fucking dressing exactly. up every fucking stupid ass Harry Potter bullshit comes <laughs> out. Exactly. Asgard is a re- isn't a real country. Yet yeah. you're dressing up like Thor, or you want more superheroes that look like Thor. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was there's that one idiot on Twitter who said like, you know, what if there was uh, a movie called uh, White Panther, and like the entire city would be uh, like, you know, covered in white and everything, and somebody just responded, that was Thor. Yeah. <laughs> they made three of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's also people that like identify like as a Jedi, as in like they, they, they put down their religion as Jedi and I'm like, that's yeah. Stop. Yeah. Please just no. Yeah. And I say this as a person who's read like 50 star wars novels as a kid and like i played like star wars video games 
Oh yeah. It it's like just stop. It's like don't. It's it's goofy. Like that's what it is. It's just goofy. Right. It's just like this corny performative bullshit because like deep down like they know like um, the only way they can identify with things is like based on what they consume. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and it's so refreshing that like they get really mad when, uh, you know, black Americans show up to Black Panther wearing dashikis and stuff. And like, they're making Mm -hmm. fun of like African-Americans and like, it's like, oh, you're you're showing up in like dashikis and like Afros and like you're raising your fist at a movie. And it's like, Come on, like, I've seen the Avengers. I, I've heard how hard you fucking clap for Captain America. Right. I know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm still, like, I'm hearing all these reports of, like, people, like, you know, putting, like, like, fake... You know, like fake, you know, being beaten up. Yeah. I was, like, I was so like, scared at the Black Panther screening. My friend and I was beaten up by these, by these black fellas. That's like, oh there God. is no way in hell that actually happened. I know. And I looked on there. It's like, no, no, this didn't happen. Okay. It didn't happen good you're just being stupid racist trash yeah and there, there's also the other side of the coin where this also happened with Django too where it's like oh my god let me tell you i watched black panther in compton surrounded by black people and let me tell you it was such a transformative experience like you don't even know <laughs> and i'm like okay like it's, oh my okay, god. Okay, white. Okay, Justin Trudeau, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like get get over yourself, man. Yeah. It's okay to watch things that isn't for you and, you know, you don't have to make it about you, you know? It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's, it's like stop putting the emphasis on you. Yeah. Just enjoy the experience. You don't have it's to like, write stop- like to, like 5,000 word think pieces on Vice or Huffington Post about, you know, how Black Panther personally impacts your life as a gentrifier in Bushwick. Like, no, that's <laughs> just, right. just watch the movie and, and just what? walk away saying, yes, that was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yes. Or like, yes, I can see why people enjoy it. I don't. And that's fine. Like, just do that. <laughs> exactly. You know, like just sit back, enjoy the movie, say you thought it was awesome. That's it. Stop taking more things away from black culture. Yeah. Oh, man. We we are going to have a year full of hot takes. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a dream, to be honest. <laughs> yes <laughs> it means we're gonna have plenty to talk about for the rest of the year oh hell yeah and um yeah what one other thing that was great about it was um let, let's talk about the soundtrack too uh yes kendrick yeah dude k dot 
<laughs> Although I do feel like they missed the boat a little bit by not having like an Afrobeat composer or like a Nigerian composer do the soundtrack. But, you know, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, Kendrick wants to work on the soundtrack. Go ahead. Seriously, if Ken, Kendrick wants to work on something, no one's going to stop him. Yeah, I mean, come on, like, not, not just Kendrick. There's Kendrick, there's SZA, there's 2 Chainz, Schoolboy, Khalid, uh, Vince Staples, Anderson Pack, Future, Travis Scott, Weekend. So, yeah, it's just Pack mm-hmm. with pretty much everyone cool. <laughs> pretty much. And it just makes the movie so much more better. If the movie was already, you know, on a very high plateau... This yeah. one just this the soundtrack just takes it even further. Yeah. And um, and let's not uh, forget the score too, which um, maybe it may it may have been composed by a Swedish guy, but like to his credit, he went to South Africa and did like thousands of field recordings from uh, the the native people, um, and he used a lot of traditional yeah. instrumentation. So. Yeah, so Absolutely. a lot of like the cool like you know chanting, uh, a lot of like the tr- like the drum beats, that stuff's like you know based on probably cultures that don't really live that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing they recorded it at Abbey Road Studios with a 132 piece Western classical orchestra, African percussionists, and a 40 person choir which sang in i think it's pronounced joja Koza. 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 yeah it, it's a click so like most people can't pronounce it anyway okay yeah so yeah i i, I apologize if i uh, mangled the pronunciation of it yeah um yeah um Definitely give like the original score a listen, but yeah, I think everyone's heard of the Kendrick album. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be up for uh, consideration at uh, both next year's uh, Grammys and Oscars too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it'll, pro- it'll probably yeah. be up for like original song. Um, I don't know which yeah. one, though. Probably Pray For Me. Or maybe All The Stars. Pray For Me, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to I'm gonna say it right now, folks. Next year, 2019, you are now, you're, you're going to see Oscar winner Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's entirely within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I guess, uh, do we have anything else to say about Black Panther? I feel like we've said it all. Yeah, you know. Um, and yeah, as much as we like to make fun of like like the, the more suspect hot takes, there's a lot of good writing that's come out of like Black Panther. There's, mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of good conversations that are being started because of Black Panther. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, it's an important movie in that sense. Mm-hmm. Similar to, you know, um, I guess other movies with main characters who aren't uh, white men. Right. 
Yeah, and uh, big shout out to Ryan Coogler, man, from Fruitvale Station and Creed to the biggest fucking blockbuster of 2018 possibly <laughs> so far. All time. Yeah, possibly so far, all time. Yeah. Possibly all time, you know. This keeps up, you know. It, they said it's going to generate another 102 million at the box office this weekend. So I have a feeling by the end of the month, we might even see across the billion marker. Yeah, yeah. And uh, shouts to Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrera, uh, Letitia Wright, Winston Duke, Forrest Whitaker, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Angela Bassett. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, all the great yeah people who portrayed these characters on screen. Absolutely, congratulations, guys! You did a hell of a job. Yeah, as much as I like dislike the story because it's formulaic, is really really the characters are impressive. Like everyone mm-hmm. was cast perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah. Although I do think that Marvel has a good track record with casting. Yes, they do. Yeah. They really do. I mean, hell, they managed to make Jeff Goldblum look good. <laughs> well, you know, my theory is that, like, he was not told that he was going to be in a movie. <laughs> they, they just followed him around. It's like, uh, Jeff, so we're going to, um, there's a... Yeah, so there's just going to be cameras around you. You're going to have to wear this. It's like, fine, perfect. Yes. Mm, mm, yes. Mm, yeah, yes. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, that that's that, that's good right there. Oh, yes. Isn't that exciting? Wow. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that it's, like, it's Jeff Goldblum in a Marvel yeah. film. Yeah. What yeah. get better than that? Yeah. It was probably the only thing I liked about Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was good. I thought <laughs> it was good. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was the only Thor movie that actually works. Although, uh, here here's a here's a galaxy brain take for you guys. Um, what's what's a recurring theme in the Marvel movies is the past coming back to haunt you, and. You know, in Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther, you know what's actually coming back? What? Imperialism. You're right. So Hela, you know, the the first born child of Odin, she represents what Asgard was before they become like this utopian multicultural god world. Was that... Uh-huh. They were a society that got its wealth on conquest and committed basically genocide throughout the nine worlds. Mm-hmm. And Odin was ashamed uh, and yeah, locked up his own daughter for like basically his sins. And mm-hmm. in Black Panther, Killmonger represents like you know, the Africans that were enslaved and he's like the scion of this line who mm-hmm. um, had to deal with a world that act- that is actively hostile to them um, mm-hmm. while um, others of his kind are re- reaping the benefits of like basically not having 
the same level of discrimination. And it's not like a hundred percent parallel with like the African American experience, of course, but like it's a kind right. of I guess like you could see it with like the legacies of, of imperialism. So that's mm-hmm. uh that's my galaxy brain take. That's a good brain take. Yeah. You should probably write like five thousand words about it and publish it in Jacobin or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've already written something that was nearly 5,000 words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for for the people uh, listening out there, still calling into question my credentials as a Star Wars fan, I wrote a fan fiction story about Kylo Ren and Rey. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what have you yeah, done for I... the culture? <laughs> <laughs> I encourage everyone who has, who hasn't read it yet to go check it out. Let's just say you're in for a very uh, interesting surprise. Yeah, I'll put it in the episode description. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Black Panther. Um, it's probably the first superhero movie that I really like over the top enjoyed in a long time. Dis- despite my issues with the story. Uh, just like everything else about it is great. All the characters were great. The music, the set design, um, the sequences, uh, and especially the villain and his motivations. Like, I feel like a lot of superhero villains don't, they don't have like anything beyond like, yeah, he's a bad guy. Right. And, you know, bringing it back, like Hela is not, as a convincing of a villain as Killmonger, because I think like she's still motivated primarily out of personal vengeance. While um, Killmonger kind of like has this like level of internationalism or like collective struggle with him. Yeah. So yeah. Although I guess like the Hotep take of Black Panther is that like um, Killmonger didn't go far enough. Yeah, I heard that from a friend of mine today at work. Yeah. Well, that's hmm. uh, that's going to be Black Panther two. Um, the Electric one... Boogaloo. Yeah. No. They... <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 He'll be the out and out good guy now. <laughs> He'll be like, uh, oh my god, oh my god! Wow, I'm instantly regretting that <laughs> I said that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. <sighs> Although it is kind of interesting to, I guess, uh, try to figure out what would happen in Black Panther two because. It will take place after Infinity War, so there's this like cosmic shit that's gonna be happening in Infinity Infinity War. So how are they gonna uh-huh. how are they gonna do it to, to have like a more or less down to earth black movie again? Because like, right, you know, um, well, I guess in the trailer, uh, uh, T'Challa said, "What happens in Wakanda will affect the rest of the world," but. Is it really like it doesn't? Well, we'll see. Quite, we'll see in Infinity War. Yeah, it doesn't quite do that until the end when he makes the decision to reveal Wakanda to the world. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, hey, you know, maybe it will be about one of these outreach centers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it is. Yeah. Also, shout out to Sterling K. Brown. I don't think I shouted him out. No, no, you didn't. But he has been straight up killing it lately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. From uh, from the OJ series to this. Uh, and I'm uh, sure I've missed him on a couple of things. Miss, uh, This Is Us. This Is Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is, I'm told, I haven't seen the show. Uh, don't hate me, people. I haven't seen the show yet. <laughs> uh, he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well, one more thing about Black Panther that I found distracting, and I'm probably a horrible person for it, but King T'Chaka, he has the most Forrest Whitaker eye in the universe, and this is a movie with Forrest Whitaker in it. As as Twitter says, uh, Wakanda manages to fix uh, Forrest uh, Whitaker's eye. Yeah. Oh, it's like in the scenes in like the ancestor realm and uh, T'Challa was talking to his father. I kept looking at T'Chaka's eye and I'm like, it, 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 how come I didn't notice this in Civil War? Because <laughs> he was only on the screen for a few minutes. Yeah, that's although I, I think he was also wearing glasses the whole time. So it wasn't really noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly was not the only one in the who watched the movie to have noticed that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Questions Like This, and we ask basically what some of the what some of the reactions to Black Panther, what some of the hottest takes, some of the silliest uh reactions and why and why is it such an important movie in the cultural sense but also just like generally absolutely we hope we uh we hope we covered everything related to black panther uh, for you guys and if we didn't then please uh, send your complaints to our uh <laughs> to our soundcloud page yeah um and we'll be closing out with the song All the Stars from the Black Panther soundtrack by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. SZA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, SZA. SZA. All right. Uh, my name is Aristo. And I'm Alex. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, goodbye. See you next time. Take, it. Take care, everyone.